0: Hello again, Awesomers. It is your old buddy, Steve Simonson, coming back with, again, a live episode of that DingDangAwesomers.com podcast. And you know what? This is uh, Ding dang episode 237, episode 237. Can you believe it, everybody? Uh, this long-running series is accessible online. And you know what you do? You go to Awesomers.com slash 237, and you can find this episode. Or you can just go to Awesomers.com slash podcast to see all of the episodes uh, laid out with links. I think that's how it works. Um, Now, we're in the midst of Steve's Axiom mini series, and we're now at the end, Axiom number 22. Now, again, I I said this earlier, but I want to just repeat it in case you happen to uh, not remember and or miss the episode. Axiom zero was kind of made as the most important one, but the rest of the axioms are not graded by importance. Their number is based on the sequential time that I thought to write them down and add them to the list, not the, their, their kind of importance overall. So number 22 is no less important than number one or three or six or whatever. Um, in fact, this is one of my favorites and, and you'll know why it's important to me as I get into my explanation. So let's just jump right in to axiom 22. So axiom 22 states that you should embrace the law of parsimony. Now, what is the law of parsimony, you might ask, right? So sometimes they call it, by the way, this the principle of parsimony. And so when it's referred to as the principle of parsimony, they're often saying things like the scientific principle of things are usually connected or behave in the simplest or most economical way especially in reference to alternative evolutionary pathways. So it's a little it's a little complex but let me try to break it down. So when people say the principle of parsimony, sometimes they might call it parsimony or whatever, I don't know. I just call it parsimony. But they're basically saying in science when thing when you have alternative you know explanations, go with the simplest or most economical explanation, right? So that's that's the principle. But there's also the law of parsimony that maybe states it a little bit more clearly. And essentially that boils down to the simplest explanation of an event or observation is the preferred explanation. And it kind of basically says, I like that my English is kind of basically not awesome. No, the, the what the law of parsimony is saying to me is, that the simplest explanation is probably the correct explanation. And that's actually true in science, and that's true as people observe. You might also think of Occam's razor, which is a, you know, those, those are parallel concepts, Occam's razor and law of parsimony, that if you really boil it down you go, let's, let's get rid of the most complex answers and solutions, and let's just think of what is the most likely solution, or the simplest solution that then becomes by default, the most likely solution. So the beauty of this, and you know, I love it because I own a company called parsimony.com, right? That That's, uh, it, it's something, and we named our software specifically on this principle of simplest solution, most likely solution. By the way, the most economical solution is probably the best solution as well, right? That's, part of that principle. And in many ways, we boiled that down to a prior axiom, which is doing more with less, right? So the law of parsimony is all about you applying critical thinking and you saying to yourself, I've got this really, you know, serious supply chain problem. And I've got this, you know, uh, solution proposed by agency number one, and there's 10 steps to that solution and it costs me $10,000. I got solution two and it takes three steps and it cost me three thousand dollars now if, if you can see that the engineering is correct on both of them, the law of parsimony would want you to embrace the more economic and simple choice now again you have to uh, I'm using very simplified um, explanations and, and kind of analogies here to give you a clear-cut answer There may be plenty of times where you're like oh no the result I want requires 10 steps and, and more money fine. That, that's okay, but in the absence of clear data, you should be informed by simplest and most economical, being the probable likely correct answer. This is true if you are trying to you know solve crime. this is true if you are trying to work with a, you know an economic problem. This is true if you're dealing with an HR problem or an inventory problem. You, you must embrace the law of parsimony. This, this is why Axiom 22 was written. If you understand the law of parsimony and then you embrace it and you make it part of kind of your culture and part of who you are as a company, you are far better off than your competitors because you're going to try to do more with less. You're going to try to um, find the simplest solutions being the most obvious solutions. All of those are good news for you, right? There's no part of you that should be trying to engineer the more complex outcome, engineer the worst answer, you know, engineer the hardest answer, engineer the most expensive answer. So, you know, instinctively we, we, we're drawn to the beauty of parsimony, right? The, the beauty of Occam's razor, but we sometimes set it aside thinking, well, in this complex world, it, probably more complex answers, are the right answers. And again, most often that's not the case. So, whether it's science, economics, human interaction, uh, functional kind of a process, embracing the law of parsimony can give you an edge because instead of you starting with, I need all the bells and whistles, you're like, let me synthesize this thing down to the most basic elements. And then what I have to do to accomplish those basic elements, right? Whatever success looks like after it's synthesized, get rid of all the the ruffles and the fluffy, right? If you ever watched Seinfeld, they had the pirate shirt. Forget the pirate shirt, right? Just put on a t-shirt. Is that enough of a solution? If so, how do you get there? Simplest answers wins, right? And especially when you're trying to conquer a problem, you're going through your frustrations and you're like, the same problem keeps happening look for what's the most obvious answer, right? Bank's not adding up, who's stealing from you, right? Uh, you know, who's doing the deposits? Um, you know, where, where are these uh, withdrawals coming from that you don't recognize? Uh, the, these things are sometimes too simple, right? And, and so we tend to overlook the simplest answers because we think, well, how could that be so simple? Or how could this be so obvious? And I, I've missed it this whole time. And the answer is maybe you were not embracing the law of parsimony, right? Axiom 22 couldn't be more clear. And I'm surprised that it's taking you this long to know about Axiom 22. Although, in fairness, this may be the first time you've listened to this podcast. And so, yeah, I guess it's okay for you to just learn about it now. I've given it some thought. You're all right. I'm letting you off the hook. What I want you to, again, dive into is the law of parsimony as it relates to your business. As you think about it, um, I want you to you know think about what what can you do to make parsimony work for you. And and there are more uh, let me call them uh, rigid definitions of parsimony. So another person would define parsimony as saying like extreme frugality or use of caution in spending with money, like to a a negative, like a great reluctance to spend money unnecessarily, like or being cheap right? But there's a difference between cheap and value, right? Doing more with less, getting more results with less investment. That's a good thing, but doing it and choking off the resources unnecessarily, that's not a good thing. And one of my favorite examples of this is my, one of my old buddies, we were traveling around and um, we stayed in a place in Miami and it was not so good, right? Glass. We're checking in the kind of a motel style. There's glass on the bulletproof glass on the check-in window. It's like, oh, this is weird. We go to the next place. It's like, man, this place is from the '40s. I don't, I don't it's Right by the airport, pretty ugly. And I say, what, what's going on with these hotels? And he's like, hey, uh, law of parsimony. I'm embracing it. Woo! I found the cheapest places. And I'm like, whoa, 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 right? I've sent the wrong message. This is on me. I said, let me, let me pick the hotel in the next place. Give me the budget you spent here. He gave me the budget. And I think I spent ten dollars more for like this four star, beautiful in Atlanta, Buckhead two bedroom condo. Like it it wasn't like $10 better. It was like, you know, a thousand times better and it was safe and it was beautiful. And I'm like, so for me, it's, it's not just extreme frugality, right. As somebody who's uh, thinking of the the strictest definitions of parsimony, but it is in fact, the, the use of doing more with less, getting the best outcome, the most value, the highest ROI with, the minimum kind of investment of time or resources or money or what have you, and I, I don't want you to think about you know, parsimony. So, you know, Occam's razor is kind of that simplest explanation, is most likely the correct explanation, right? That's the Occam razor version, but parsimony has kind of these different principles and different kind of uh, law definitions, and so I'm mashing that up for you, and I'm basically just telling you, you know, if you are applying. Simple is better than complex. Um, Cheaper is better than more expensive. In general, these can produce good results for you. You will have, if your organization and yourself, you embrace the law of parsimony, you're going to find better results with less risk, better results with less time, better results with less money invested. And that's because you're uh, being a practical look Uh, and and being a practical applicator of the law of parsimony so when i think of axiom 22 it's not about doing the cheapest thing it's not just about remembering occam's razor right simplest explanation most likely the correct explanation it's saying how do we put that into our decision making process right when we're making a new purchase decision when we're you know, kind of doing forecasting, when we're making a freight forwarding choice, the, it's a multivariant equation, right? It's not just cost. It's not just timing. It's not just, you know, uh, kind of resources. It's kind of the whole version of those put together. And then if if one of those variables can make the choice, fine. That embraces a lot of parsimony. But if you need all of them, also fine. Just make sure that you kind of boil it down to the simplest point that you can. So Parsimony is, you know, again, I own parsimony.com, right? That costs me money. We've created a company called Parsimony that has, you know, full enterprise software for for big companies. Little guys can use it too, but sometimes they find it a little bit, uh, let's say, what's the right word? Overwhelming? Um, There's also Parsimony has an offshoot called SOP Box that is perfect for any company's SOPs. If you don't know how to do SOPs, if you don't have a database for them, if you don't have access to them easily with all of your comp- you know people in your company, and uh, then you definitely need SOP Box. And just go to uh, Parsimony.com and go to the pricing and order your SOP Box today. It works for any industry: e-commerce, real estate, service, sales securities law, you know, law firms, accounting firm, any any business needs SOPs and they need them kind of in the special way the SOP box works. That's how much I believe in parsimony. Simple, cheaper, better, right? Doing more with less, another axiom. And that truly is what parsimony means to me. So when you go and you read like extreme frugality or, you know, especially when it comes to spending money, we're going to be, you know, penny pinching. That's not embracing the full law, certainly not as I see it or define it. I'm saying yes, I want to do more with less, but I'm saying that I want to do it in such a way that generates the most value. So in terms of that, that ROI, if you, know, if you put in you know kind of the minimum amount and you get 40% return, great. But if, if you put in 10% more and now you get 100% return, do the extra 10%, that's where the value is. And again, every concept, return on investment, et cetera, there's such a thing as called the efficient frontier, and you can go Google that and look that up on your own time. But my point is there, there's a level that's too low where you're spending too much and getting too little, and then there's a point where it comes over the top and it's no longer efficient. And your your mission is to get close as you can to that efficient frontier of time, of investment, of resource allocation, et cetera. So I am a huge, huge believer of Axiom 22, and I encourage you also to embrace the law of parsimony, as I do. So ex- this is episode number 237. Pop on over to awesomers.com slash 237. You'll see the show notes, details, etc. And this actually is the end of the Axiom mini-series. Steve's Axiom miniseries, ep- episode 22, uh, there's only 22 axioms, not 26. As I said in some earlier episodes, Uh, I don't really count them that often and I don't memorize the numbers as you can see that, but these are 22 kind of axioms or laws or principles or guidelines or whatever you want to call them gold nuggets, um, that you guys and gals can take a look at and decide, do these have value to me? Does any of this resonate with me? Have I seen any of the, um, kind of benefits of using some of these principles, but I haven't yet figured out how to articulate them. Or have I seen the downsides of not putting some of these principles in place? Both of those are good reasons to adopt those. And then think about how are you going to kind of make them a part of you? And then how can you make them a part of your organization? Right? Having the knowledge in your head, that helps you, great, wonderful, intellectual uh, equity. Nobody can take that from you. But it really will pay dividends right? If you can figure out how to get that, some of the principles, the ones you think are most important throughout your organization. That's why I'm doing this, right? You didn't have to pay anything to be here. And I begged you for reviews throughout this uh, mini series and you still didn't leave one. I'm, I don't know what to do with you. I'm putting you in time out after this episode, but I did it all to help you, right? I love entrepreneurs and it's not like I say, you know, people are like, oh, I love nachos. No, I really want entrepreneurs to be successful. I want you as an entrepreneur wherever you are, doesn't matter where in the world you are, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter your background, race, creed, color, religion, none of that matters. It only matters that you want to be an entrepreneur and that you want to change the world and that you're on this track to do just that. And I love to see world changing entrepreneurs. The world is better when you get your vision and your dream to come true. You will help the world get better. And you don't have, not everybody has to drill wells and feed the children. Everything you do that adds value, that creates wealth and equity and knowledge in your own little network, in your own little universe, I call it my economy, we're having an impact. And then they have an impact on theirs and kind of the, the rings of the ripples, if you will, of throwing into the pond just keep rippling out and out and out. And that's the network effect that I'm hopeful uh, to see from from Awesomers and the Catalyst ADA podcast network. I'm putting this time and energy in, and you know, at some point we'll, we'll figure out how to monetize this stuff and, and put some efforts in there, I suppose. But it's to see the network effect of you guys taking the ideas and the concepts, assuming they resonate with you, so Assuming you like them, right? I'm nobody's forcing you to do anything, but based on the feedback I've been given over the years, and and particularly related to this uh, podcast series, people seem to dig it. You can take this and you can act upon it, right? And perhaps that needs to be a future act uh, axiom: take action, right? It's so simple, it's so easy, but so few. They're like, no, I better take another course, or no, I better read another book, or no, I better listen to another podcast. What if you just you know, hit pause for a minute and just took action right now, right? That, that could be the difference between accomplishing the goal and getting over the finish line versus not. So as much as I want you to listen to the podcast, I want you to read the books, I want you to stay educated. There's a time and a place for everything, everybody. And uh, uh, as an entrepreneur, as an awesomer, no doubt, certainly an awesomer in training, you'll figure out when these things are right for, for you and for your organization. And everybody's context is different. So, you know, I may have said something here and you're like, that doesn't make sense to me, but you come back a year or two years from now and you hear it again, you're like, holy crap, this is my day-to-day life. This is happening to me every day, right? Uh, I talked about boomerang delegations. And if you're a single person operation, you're like, I don't get a boomerang delegation because I don't delegate, right? Fine. That one may not mean anything to you now. I guarantee you, you have five, 10, 20, 30, 50 people. There's boomerangs flying so fast. You need a helmet, right? You get a bulletproof vest, a helmet on, you're like running through the trenches, like make it stop. These axioms have all been contemplated, uh, written down, articulated, and then sequenced and presented to you to help you and to help your business. And uh, the only thing I ask that you do is just share this. Go ahead and leave a review, five stars, perfectly. Uh, iTunes is especially helpful. And share this with somebody. That's it that's a pretty easy deal. I think I'm doing my part. I hope you'll do your part as well. Thanks, everybody. I really do appreciate it. awesomers.com slash 237. Get all the show notes and details for this and axiom number 22. It's all done. And that mini series comes to an end. Bye bye.